Hey everyone, this is Jeremy. Just wanted to get here at the beginning of the episode to let you know that when we were recording this episode, we had a little snafu with our audio and we wound up losing all of Tabitha's side of the episode. We've been working hard these past few weeks trying to get it back as best as we can to what we remember the original was. Uh, you might notice that her audio sounds a little different than normal. Uh, the episode still turned out really good. I think just as good as it was, if not better, than when we first recorded it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed us. Thank you for your patience during this time. And I'll let you get to the episode. There's this boundless, bubbling black chaos that generates our reality. It's mindless energy, but it lives and it hungers and it gnaws and it calls out. Maybe, maybe that's the only thing in our universe that's really alive. It's not here. It's other than here. It's not what we think of as part of space-time, but it's different, it's other than that. But it's also everything, and it's also everywhere. But at the same time, we don't have eyes to see it, or ears to hear it. I was there. I'm still there. I will always be there. I, I hear the music. I, I see the throne of God. You see a brilliant flash of blue-white light above the hospital. There are shrieking sounds as energies of high frequency and low manifest in the atmosphere. In the middle of this light, you see a black shape stretching, reaching, bubbling, and lurching. But the break snaps close. A tendril of this thing is severed in the process and comes hurtling towards the hospital, crashing into the lobby below. So far, it had been a strange night for Nurse Samantha Lorenz. Shortly after coming in for her shift at the hospital, paramedics had brought in an unconscious researcher from a nearby physics lab, one Dr. Ichi Takagawa. She had assisted Dr. Maori with trying to bring Dr. Takagawa around, but their efforts seemed useless. However, at 6.46, Dr. Takagawa woke up from his apparent coma. He seemed confused as to where he was, or what had happened to him. Then, Samantha noticed the urine in his catheter glowing. Dr. Takagawa cried out, My eyes! Everything has gone dark! As Samantha and Dr. Maori rushed to Takagawa's side, she noticed that he seemed very warm. His temperature had risen to 101 alarmingly quickly. Dr. Maori and Samantha both took a step back when they saw that Dr. Takagawa's eyes had begun to glow with a soft, bluish-white light. The next few minutes were a frenzy of activity in Dr. Takagawa's room, as Dr. Maori paged to some of her colleagues to come and help with this bizarre case. They determined that somehow, Dr. Takagawa had begun to emit ultraviolet radiation. 
Samantha heard the excitement in the doctor's voices as they discussed how such a thing could have happened. She left the room to them and checked her dosimeter. No exposure, thank God. She needed a drink, but perhaps something else could help instead. It was almost her time at the desk, but she took a quick detour to the supply closet. Inside, she unlocked the medicine cabinet and found what she was looking for, tramadol. That should serve nicely in taking the edge off. She took two from a bottle, then grabbed a bottle of oxycodone to replenish her supply at home. She was already beginning to mellow out when she arrived at the front desk. The hours slipped away in a drowsy fog as she put patient information into the system. A group of people approached asking about Dr. Takigawa, led by a woman with a t-shirt saying free the porgs on it. Something about the way she carried herself seemed strained. Her eyes were wide as she talked about needing to consult with Dr. Takigawa about a grant application. Something about her smelled of strong chemicals. Samantha tried to dissuade her, but the doctor said that she would lead the group to Dr. Takigawa. Samantha didn't recognize the doctor, but there were a lot of people who worked in this hospital. More time passed. Samantha could feel the tramadol starting to wear off. Images of Dr. Takagawa, eyes glowing as he screamed about his blindness, began to intrude into her thoughts. As she wondered what could have caused that to a person, the screen of her computer flickered with static, and she was illuminated by a bright glow from the skylight above. Looking up, Samantha saw it, a tear in the sky, pouring out a brilliant light, the same color as that of Dr. Takigawa's eyes. In the center, something churned and boiled, writhing like so many serpents in a pile, pushing through, extrusions whipping through the air. Samantha screamed. The very sight of it burned in her brain like a brand, and as much as she wanted to look away, she couldn't. Without warning, the tear snapped shut and the thing was gone. But something dark was falling. Samantha dived under her desk as it crashed through the skylight and into the lobby, hitting the ground with a sickening squelch that reverberated through her very bones. Samantha coughed at the dusk kicked up. She looked over the desk as she heard the screams. The thing was moving, boiling and twisting through the air like nothing she had ever seen before. A tendril of it shot out and latched onto a nurse who screamed as he was pulled towards it. It wrapped him up, cocooned him in the thick wet tentacles, squeezing him till he popped in a flash of blue-white light. Samantha screamed again, frozen in terror, certain it would devour her next. Instead, the creature squirmed through the air, pulling itself along with its tendrils down the hallway in the same direction as Dr. Takigawa's room. So this time around, Tabitha, I believe that you had taken control of Inspector Hua since uh, Esme was unconscious on the ground. And the situation is as you see on the map before you. Uh, you and Cindy are both in the room. I think that y'all had talked about going to face this creature that you knew had crashed into the lobby below. Yes. You've got these uh, two sets of stairs here that connect with each other. Mm -hmm. You do not know that the thing is... Like, your characters don't know that the thing is making its way towards your room. But uh, y'all are on the floor above it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the plan, y'all? 
Uh, are we in combat? Maybe. <laughs> we could be in combat if we chose. Yeah. I believe I had uh, unjammed my gun. Yeah, I mean, it had jammed while, yeah, a while back, so you definitely could have taken right. some time to do that. So I've got a gun, and I've got a very small knife, which I uh, assume is probably not going to be overly useful against a squid monster. Um <laughs> But we we know that this thing showed up. We heard it, right? Yeah, Esme saw it fall. Cindy caught a brief glimpse of it as it went past the window and heard the crash below. And and we're I'm assuming we're currently hearing a bit of a ruckus. The sounds of a squid monster making its way towards us. Yeah. So I look around and Esme's still asleep, right? She went to the window, looked outside, screamed, and then collapsed. Hmm. So I turn to Inspector Hua and I say, well, first priority, stop the incursion. Looks like that's going on now. So uh, I think that w- that's we, we, we better get down there and try and stop whatever, you know, has come through. Is Inspector Hua in Delta Green? No, she is. You haven't really gotten a good read on Inspector Hua yet. I would say that she is part of Delta Green, but her understanding of the conspiracy is different than yours and Cindy's. So what does Esme and Cindy believe about the conspiracy from your interactions with it so far? Like an overall conspiracy? Yeah. I I didn't think these were connected. (laughs) What? I I didn't think that there were connections between our our cases. They're just all disjointed? Well, when I say the conspiracy, see i mean like the group like what do you what does your characters think about the group delta green oh it's kind of weird because like we are part of delta green right but also like when we like met up with our handlers or even like other people like they're kind of dicks and seem to want to uh, mess around, like gather a bunch of like artifacts and stuff. And I don't know. Could could it seems like they want to keep us in the dark about a lot they of things. Do. And it doesn't seem like they're like, oh, it's for your own good. They're just like, stop asking questions. <laughs> or like, maybe, you know, we'll snuff you out or something. I'm like, why would I be working for these people then? Right? I mean, work is kind of a generous term, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, they're not paying us, so. You, would you want more than that, Jeremy? Or No. I mean, I think that works. Just kind of wanted to get a feel on what your character thinks. What about Esme? Esme started working with these people because she wanted answers and they seemed to be the best or or most informed about the situation the best way to find the answers to them but since they are so unwilling to be forthcoming with those answers I feel like Esme is probably starting to not trust Delta Green very much Uh, I mean as much as she ever did but um but she still lacks any other way of finding any information out about all of these things that are still happening all over the place, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in part sort of like, I feel like, you know, there are people who are getting hurt, and I don't like that, but I'm not totally into, um, you know, what Delta Green as an organization is, like, collectively doing, I suppose, because it doesn't seem sensible, I guess. Yeah. So Inspector Hua has a lot less experience with Delta Green. Like, she hasn't gone on very many uh, missions or whatever. Aw, she's baby. I guess you would say that she's not quite as jaded as all that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But she had some sort of awful experience, which is... It, yes, in the past that brought her in. Kind of similar right. to what you and Esme experienced. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that's Inspector Hua's whole deal, now that you're inside of her. You. Um, gross. Before y'all start, there is a flash of blue-white light. And it kills us. <laughs> well, make a con save. <laughs> you know. uh, is Esme rolling as well? Yes. Uh, just, I passed just, mine. Just 37 to 55. Yeah. So Inspector Hua has a sheet? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We both pass. We don't yeah. die immediately. Super. Correct. You do not die. Not immediately. Cindy, you're up first. You hear this crashing rumbling coming from the direction of the lobby, it sounds like. I changed everything from feet to meters. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can move... Just for fun. Change things up. I think it's six meters a turn. Mm. So, so quick question about the map here. Yes. For those at home, we're sort of at the bottom of a long corridor, which is on the same side where the stairs are. But if I go up, then it looks like there's... Is is this... um, an overlook uh this area where it looks like kind of the main lobby is is this an overlook looking down or is like can i see the first floor from this over from this uh from area? this right here yeah yes yeah. You, you can see the uh uh down into the lobby from there that's okay coming. then i think i would go that way okay i'd want to head up that way so how many squares can i move inspector hua would be following uh i'm pretty sure you can move six meters in the turn okay well how many squares is that <laughs> one uh each each square is one and a half meters so that would be four squares why so this is less movement than last time jeremy jeremy uh <laughs> why would you do that? because just make it one <laughs> Well, because one and a half meters is five feet. Jeremy, we were moving six squares last time. Can't we just move six squares this time? No, we can't because Jeremy hates consistency. Why can't we just be consistent here? Uh, Do you want us to be meandering slowly down the hallway for our entire turn? He does, actually. He does. Is there a reason that it would have changed? An in-game reason? (laughs) Everybody's shoelaces got tied together? It's ten meters so okay so so we can move 10 meters yes and there's a uh measurement tool so you can figure out figure it out for yourself so you could get like so that actually gives you an extra that actually gives you an extra square movement wow thank you jeremy (laughs) so generous uh so i can move up to here right yes so looking down I assume you're looking down. No. I'm no, I'm looking up. Um, okay. no, I'm looking down. I'm looking down. All right. So, uh, yeah, you can see part of the bulk of this creature uh, that has uh, begun moving into the hallway below you. It looks yeah. like kind of snake-like in that it is like a long serpentine sort of shape. It's wiggly. But again, you can't really see a lot of it. But you can feel it uh, rumbling below you. There is almost a, like, it, it comes in intermittent pulses, like the pounding of drums that you can feel but not hear. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna shoot it. <laughs> okay, uh, it's got a lot of cover, so you're gonna be at minus twenty to hit. Thirty-seven against a twenty-one, so that's yeah. a failure. Yeah, especially since you had that penalty. So wait, wait, you said I was at a twenty penalty? Yes. So that means I would have had to hit a one. Correct. In order to hit it, I would have had to roll one. Yes. Okay. Because I I didn't notice that. you can only see but, part of it. Okay. Um, well, I fire at it, and I miss. I feel like that was more of just like a warning shot that you got off, because we're, we're not where we could actually hit it with a gunshot yet. Well, that's my turn then, right? Correct, yes. So and I, actually, you might get a bonus because it's so big. Uh, we'll say that, yeah, uh, like because it's such a big target, um, you have a plus 20% to hit. I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, so I had a negative 20% because of the cover and a plus 20 because it's big. Correct. So I still fail. <laughs> yes. No, but good to know, because that means that if I get it uh, so I can see it without cover, I've got a bonus against it. I would have succeeded in that case. Oh, wait, no, that's not what huge means. Huge. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Can we just say that that's what it means? <laughs> sure. All right, so... Jeremy does not like it when we succeed. Inspector Hua is up. Okay, so um, so how far can I actually move? You can get to, you can probably get to like right here, like right next to where Cindy's at. Um, I don't, I don't know if I should attack it. I don't really know what else I can do at this stage. Um... Also, I kind of feel like shooting our guns in a hospital might be drawing some unwanted attention, perhaps? I'm pretty sure that the uh, gigantic destruction that happened in this hospital lobby is also drawing attention, too, because it is a wreck. <laughs> There's a huge hole in the ceiling. You can see this nurse huddled behind the desk. There does not seem to be any other bodies there, though. Although you hear screaming off in the distance as people run away from it so this thing is going to kill everyone you see it pull itself with unnatural speed down the hallway and then it phases through the floor up into the hallway where you're at and just like runs through the walls because of course it does like these walls are not being destroyed by it it is just slipping between them same thing as the floor between both of you make sandy checks why this i feel like we've seen this before though you have not seen this before totes normal esme was the only one who had seen this I am, uh, oh, no, no. Oh, but yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's no, good she did one. really good. Yeah, Inspector Hua is perfectly fine. Good yeah. job. Totally unfazed. Uh, and what about... I'm not, though. <laughs> no. This could be real bad. Okay, so Inspector Hua loses 1d6. But I succeeded. For, she, she rolled a 1 against yes. a 60. For isn't succeeding. Like, isn't that like a crit or something? Or does it have to be doubles to be a crit? No, oh, a 1 is a critical success. So, with the critical success, we'll say you lose minimum, which would be one. Uh, so, you're going to lose one instead of four. Okay. Even though I rolled the best that I could possibly roll. Yes. Great. How much sanity does she have? Not What's very her power? Much. 14, which means that her starting sanity 
was uh, 70. Her starting sanity was 70. She saw shit before she came here. And then she saw shit while she was here. Wait, but what's their cur- current sanity? I don't think I, so, s- I I don't think I ever had more than like 50 sanity. So I feel like you're in good shape. Yes. I have yeah. 22 C- currently. Cindy, well, <laughs> no. Cindy doesn't have 22 currently. The Cindy has to lose a d20. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is the point at which Jeremy is tired of our characters and has decided to kill them by making them go insane. You you well, can project it if you want. Point is fine. I mean, you might want. Can to. I project this ten uh, loss so, of sanity? So you might want to. You're still yeah, going to suffer <laughs> a uh, temporary. We will all suffer. Because I've got 22 sanity, as I mentioned a moment ago, and I'd rather not lose half of it. Or more than half. Let's see. So I'm going to project on whoever I can think of. I'm going to think about how my mom, you know, because she was not around so much when she would be Ubering, driving, or whatever, yeah. uh, Uber, Uber drinking, that so um, it was basically How much willpower like, do you have? Just... I don't know. I got four. Okay. You roll a d4. If I project, if I if project, project, I lose willpower, and that's bad, right? You, so if you hit two willpower, you have a emotional breakdown. Okay, I'm just going to take the sanity hit then, I guess, Jeremy. I'm just going to be at 12 sanity. I haven't hit my breaking point yet. Okay. That's great, right? <laughs> all right. So Why is this t- so much freakier than all the other things we've seen? Why? Yeah. Be- because this is something completely beyond Is this sanity loss because of seeing the monster and it moving through walls? Because I was just thinking about seeing it moving through walls. I was like, whatever. No, th- this matter. is both the unnatural nature of the creature okay. and its all movement. All right. I believe it. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, uh, so whose turn is it? Um, so that was still its turn. So, Great. Cindy, you... Did I have Overwatch on so I shot it when it was uh, coming up through the floor? No, because you didn't spend your turn doing Overwatch. You Great. took your shot last turn. Great. Remember XCOM rules. Yeah. So you're having a bout of temporary insanity, Cindy. So Super. we need to decide, is it going to be fight, flee, or submit? I think it would probably be fight. Fight. Fight sounds right. Okay. All right. So uh, this thing's going to make its attack. Oh, hey. You know what? It missed. Okay. Hey, cool. Yeah. Uh, that it, it rolled an 85 out of 50. Okay. All right. So you hear stuff crashing around in that room that it's in. Okay. Okay. Inspector Hua, you hear Cindy let out a wild yell and just run past you, almost bowling you over in the process and just open up gunfire into that room sweet so should I, how many how many fires should i roll uh, just one. Oh, come on that would be a failure in any definition that's a 77 against a 21 that's a fumble so she Fuck. she starts firing and then throws her gun at the creature <laughs> okay so i need to roll uh let's see i need to roll also for a uh, thrown weapon right <laughs> no no that was, jeremy you just that said was the that fumble. no no so i don't have my gun on me anymore yay great all right uh inspector hua's turn okay so 
Hmm. So you're currently down the hall. Right, down here. Um, Do you want to run toward the person who, who fired madly into a, a room that had people in it? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> don't. <laughs> you know you want to. I, I don't want to get shot, though. But I don't have a gun anymore. Oh, shit. So. You know, I, sh- I should have had you hit someone else with that fumble. It's fine. Probably. I'm Probably. fine with, I'm fine that's with okay. you having thrown your gun. He's fine with you yeah. only being completely disarmed. <laughs> Okay, so um, I think I'm going to move towards the monster, the room with the monster. Okay, so you've run toward the door yes. of the room. Yeah. Yes. When when I'm taking my shot, can I? Does the monster still have cover, or can I see it properly? Do do I still have a, a penalty? Is what I'm asking. Yeah. No, you can see into the room to shoot. Okay, um, then I'm probably going to shoot. And everybody in there's an NPC, so it doesn't really matter if they die. <laughs> they are disposable. Does anyone have any explosives? I don't think so. I don't see any. Mm. Certainly would be great if we had some grenades right about now, I guess. So. Wait, why do you need explosives? Why would I need explosives? Yeah. Just blow, to blow it up. <laughs> I mean, what else would you do with explosives? I mean, to be fair, that is what you use explosives for, typically. So what you gonna do? I am going to try to shoot it and fail. That's a failure. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's big, right? Right? Is it? So um, she gets yeah. a plus 20. So yeah. you hit. All right, you I'll hit. take it. Uh, let me roll some damage. Wow. Nice. There we go. There we go. When, That's you've awesome. hit twice and you always... <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah. You always hit a lot of damage. <laughs> I don't hit right. often, but when I do, boy. <laughs> so, Inspector Hua. So, for those push. at home, she rolled a 34 against a 30, but because of uh, it's big, it'd be a 34 against a 50. So, she hit, and then she rolled 10 damage out of a maximum 10 damage. <laughs> Inspector Hua shoves Cindy out of the way and levels her gun at this creature, steely eyed and pulls the trigger the bullet rips straight through its main mass and it writhes as a bluish white light starts bleeding out of it floating into the air and then evaporating take that (laughs) all right this thing is swings one of its tendrils towards Karen and misses wildly yet again, crushing one of the monitors next to Takagawa's bed instead. And then, all right, another pulse of bluish white light uh, uh, just pounds out of it, bathing everyone in this unnatural glow. Make con checks. I pass mine, 50 to 55. Uh, hang on, I'm currently fighting with my laptop. Give me just a second. You want me to roll yours? Uh... Uh, no, no, I got it. Just, um... Ooh, critical success. Yep, you awesome. succeed as well. 55 against a 60, and with doubles, she should get something for that. Nope. <sighs> okay. Great. Uh... <sighs> Double her next firearm damage. There we go. I'll say that with a critical success, she'll have a plus 20 bonus to her next con check. I'll take it. That's fair. So, Cindy is up next. Uh, So, Cindy, how struggling works when you're temporarily insane is that you have no choice but to fight until you're killed, unconscious, or restrained. So, (laughs) I, uh, I can't search for my gun. 
I don't think so. You have no choice but to fight until you are killed, unconscious, or restrained. Alright, well I've got my Leatherman on me, so I'm going to lunge at it with my knife. (laughs) My knife. (laughs) If you want to see if you can pick your gun up this turn, I'll let you make a intelligence check. Because that is technically, like, getting a weapon to fight. Okay. Uh, Yeah, if you'll let me do that. Yeah, I'll let you do that. All right, you fail. (laughs) I fail it at 86 against 75. So now I lunge at it. I I look around and I'm like, I don't see anything besides red. And I just pull out my knife and I go for it. Stab the monster. I succeed at my melee attack with the knife. Uh, That's a 21 against a 32. Nice. So let's see what kind of damage I do. One one damage. (laughs) Uh, Possible six. Oh, that sucks. So you lunge at this thing and stab at it with your Leatherman, and it and your hand phase through it. Can I clarify? I probably would have gone after one of the tendrils. I- I'm guessing it wouldn't change what happened here. No, yeah, it doesn't change what's happening. So um, I, my, my knife goes right through the tendrils and doesn't... A- as well as your hand. Correct. Great. What, uh, did you give yourself a check mark, both of you, for missing your firearms roll earlier? Yeah, no, I did not. Okay, just want to make sure y'all did that. Thank you. All right, steely-eyed Inspector Hua, mm-hmm. what do you do? I think, I mean, it worked last time, so I'm going to try to shoot it again. Oh, that is yep. a critical success. Ah, <laughs> nice. That's she a rolled a one, one against a 30. Yeah. So, so that's, that's double damage, do, right? That's double damage. So two d ten. Awesome. Uh, do I do I just hit it twice? Yeah, you can just hit it twice. That's fine. Okay. Eight, Eight and, and the second one. Nine. Oh, nine. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Yet nice. So you, uh, so Inspector Hua has a hunch. And she fires her bullet at the bullet hole that's still oozing this bluish-white light that is evaporating. And the creature calls out, uh, reverberates this high-pitched flute-like whistling as the bullet sinks into it. And even more of this unnatural ichor starts pouring out of it. Gross. <laughs> Great job. Thank you. All right. So it swings its tendrils at... Oh, man. Missing again <laughs> as the tendrils crash into the doorway above Inspector Hua's head. Yeah, it can just keep doing that. I really... I don't mind at all if it just keeps missing. <laughs> Okay, so there is another pulsating drum-like beat that you feel reverberating through your skull, and the whistling shriek gets higher and higher. Another blue-white flash erupts out of this creature. Both of you make con times five rolls, and Inspector Hua has a plus 20 to her roll. No, no! Okay. Um, Do you want me to roll yours? Okay. Okay. So, uh, Esme takes a D6. Esme? Or, I'm sorry. Inspector Hua. No. Cindy takes a D6 HP and willpower. Ouch. 
So so I need to roll a d6. And you're going to lose that much HP and willpower. The, that the same number, or do I roll a uh, d6? We'll make it the same number. Okay, three. Okay, so you lose three hit points and I'm three willpower. Three. I'm yeah. down to one. Okay, one willpower? That That is the number I said, yes. Okay, so Inspector Wa sees Cindy collapse as this blue-white light rushes through her. That's probably not a good thing. She also sees that this creature in front of her explodes with this blue-white light and dissipates. Uh, When you say dissipates, is it dead or gone? So uh, the the thing expands with this cloud of blue-white light and slowly fades from existence okay um i'm i'm going to um i mean i can't tell if it's gone is it gone is it dead did we kill it i'm i'm going to wait and see if it comes back because it does teleport inspector was stands at the ready with her gun trying to see if this creature is going to reappear as the adrenaline ebbs from her body and the blood stops pounding in her ears, almost in the same sort of rhythm as the deep pulsating pounding that the creature emitted, she hears sirens approaching off in the distance. Ooh, that's not a good sound. We probably want to be far away when when they arrive. Um, I mean, we also don't want to leave much trace that we were here. Well, no body to clean up, I guess. I, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of bodies. Um, so, so I passed out, right? Correct, yes. When you drop to uh, two or one willpower you fall unconscious you just can't super can't even yeah yeah so yeah i guess so so she's unconscious and esme's unconscious and the authorities are on their way and inspector wad does not want to be here anymore okay so i feel like what we really need to do is just leave leave and go home and drink until we forget that any of this ever happened (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to abandon my teammates, so I'm going to get a gurney. Yeah. I'm going to get a gurney, and I'm going to go back and get Esme and put her on the gurney so that I can take her out of the hospital. And So you're going to leave Cindy there? No, I'll get Cindy too. I'll get both of them and go. Okay. So Inspector Wa finds a gurney in one of the rooms nearby, and unceremoniously tosses Cindy and Esme both on it and runs down to an elevator where she's able to push it outside. She pushes them into the back of the uh, DOE van that y'all used to take here. Or do you want her to uh, uh, continue the tradition of stealing ambulances? (laughs) I don't... Since we have a van right here, I don't think we need to steal an ambulance particularly. (laughs) She drives the DOE van. Go ahead and make a drive check. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She uh, drives the DOE van to a nearby hospital, and that is where Cindy awakes in the emergency room. So, Cindy, go ahead and... Is Cindy going to even be in a state to be able to wake up at this point? Well, I I did only have three HP. Oh, yikes. You only had three HP left? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've been getting hurt. (laughs) 
I mean, also, I don't think... I, d does HP reset between missions? Because I haven't been doing that, if that's the, the case. So, yeah, HP would reset between missions. Is some of that from the very first mission y'all went on? <laughs> well, yeah, I've never touched this stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you tell me do the checks, and that's all I've been doing. Is sanity supposed to reset? Is willpower supposed to reset? Because no. none Re of that will has been happening. Willpower resets uh you get a d6 for every night that you sleep um, well that should have been at 12 then so i probably should have never dropped to one uh, we're not yeah we're not gonna retcon that but yeah, so, now whatever. you know okay. i haven't been sleeping very well <laughs> for some reason okay so so you want me to do something I think. So, well, uh, so uh, we're not gonna roll for it because y'all are going to fully recover between missions, but uh, Esme eventually does recover as well, although she's going to be in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Both of you roll a d6 for me. I... no, I don't want to roll a d6. <laughs> this is going to end badly. I rolled a 6. I rolled a 3. Okay. So, uh, uh, so you're in the hospital, Esme, uh, still in the hospital recovering. You had two hit points left from that, and you got two more from medicine and one more from first aid. So you, you are at five hit points right now. Eesh, okay. okay. When you start having nausea cramps and a fever Ooh, that's not good uh, your your doctors quickly realize that you're suffering from radiation sickness oh no that's not good that's very uh, bad go ahead and make a con test at plus 20 you're gonna make me roll for radiation poisoning okay oh no oh my god Oh, no. So that does not pass that. No, I did not pass that at all. Oh, you're going to okay, kill my so. character. Jeremy. So you take five Ugh. points of damage from the radiation sickness. Oh, that's very bad indeed. That's not good. That's um, Which I believe puts you at zero. Yes, that is all of my hit points, Jeremy. You have murdered me. Ugh. All right, Dead. so despite the doctor's best efforts, she succumbs to this radiation poisoning. <sighs> Esme's dad? You've done it, Jeremy. You finally murdered my character. Congratulations, Jeremy. Three days after that... She rises again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Murderer. <laughs> uh, three days after that, Cindy also starts suffering from these same symptoms. I assume that probably at this point, there there would have been some aftermath, but uh, I want to follow this course first. So she would have received one hit point and one hit point from first aid and medicine from being at the hospital. Takes me up to five. Okay. So m when you start having these symptoms, do you think that Cindy would admit herself to the hospital? Well, yeah. I mean, her friend just died. So, yes. So, a contest at plus 20. I pass All right. it. All right, 15 against it. the 75. That's right. So, you, under your doctor's care, they follow the lead that you feel like you might be suffering from radiation sickness. And 
they give you the medicine and you're able to pull through you eventually shrug it off okay so that's what happens six days from now but Esme and Cindy are both in the hospital when Agent Carpenter and Inspector Hua approach them. And Agent Carpenter says, well, that could have gone a lot better. <laughs> no shit. I mean, yeah, like, obviously that could have gone better. What what happened in there? What? Inspector Hua filled me in on some of the details, but... Well, we were unprepared, which is uh, typical, um, and we didn't have enough info, so fuck you guys. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we gave you as much info as we had. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure. It's just like, why are we in this business of doing crap? Without, you know, knowing what we're getting ourselves into, I just, I'm tired of it. I mean, we consistently don't know what's going on. I just want to know, like, what is, what's our end game? What's our current game? Right. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> well, the game is called Delta Green. Um, <laughs> Smartass. Our lives are not a game. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen what these things can do time and time again. We don't know what they are. We don't know where they come from. But each day, we push the darkness back, at least for one more day. You've saved lives. Not many, but you should still be proud of what you did. I mean, we're all manner of proud of what we did, but we can still be frustrated by what we don't know. I mean, think about all of the people in this city who would be dead without us. It's true. I mean... It sounds like this isn't the first time it's happened either. Right? Y'all kept waking up over and over again and informing uh, the higher-ups of what was going on. Each time that you woke up, that if you think about it, that could have been an entire reality destroyed right there. Oh, that's fun to think about. Look, okay, so we did not do the most perfect job here, and we obviously did not go into the situation with all of the information that we could, but we still saved a lot of lives. We did the best that we could with what we had. I suppose I suppose we did. And if we're dealing with something like that, then I think this is the best we can offer you. We can't do well, we can't get a do-over. We appreciate your service. You're going to get the best medical care that can be provided. We're going to do everything in our power to get you home. Don't worry about mm. the cover-up. We're on task with that. Uh, we're just going to hey. say that there was an accident at Right. The, the hospital that there was a lone uh, assailant and then I, I hear a beeping i'm like what's that beeping esme your your more mobile geiger counter is going off what's that about i have a mobile geiger counter she has a yeah you have a geiger counter i don't i have no recollection of this <laughs> no you've used it before have i no no uh, this I'm going to save her. This is like source code. I can save her. <laughs> this radi uh, this radiation actually specifically does not show up on Geiger counters. Oh, of course. Oh, right. That special kind of radiation that doesn't, <laughs> that isn't radioactive. Yeah, it's ultraviolet radiation. Because that makes literally any sense at all. Okay, Jerry. It's, he just wants me dead. It's okay. It's his goal in life to kill my characters. All right. So what's, so okay. they leave... So they leave. We get a couple um, of games of, games of spades in, or what? <laughs> well, how long is Cindy gonna stay here in this hospital? 
I don't know. I mean, you said it was three days that I readmit myself. Yeah, so, so lo- long three enough days, to see, So yeah. three days after this is when Esme starts coming down with symptoms. And then three days after that, so six days after the mission is when Cindy starts coming down with the symptoms. Inspector Hua passed every time. So she did not. Su- she does not suffer from radiation sickness. Figures. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'd probably just stay for a couple of days and then feel like I have to get back to work or I'm gonna lose my job. So does Cindy have a bond with Esme? I don't think so. I mean, not like not a written bond, just like you I know. mean. Right. So she needs. I mean, we work together. Right. So y'all just went through a very traumatic experience together. So, uh, make a sanity check. Yay, trauma bonding! Super. Oh, well, before we do that, first I'm gonna give you your bonuses. So, uh, each agent gains 1d10 sanity if they stop the incursion, and another d10 if they understood the true scope of what was at stake. <laughs> How were we supposed to figure that out, Jeremy? Uh, d- is that, did we? Do we? Uh, I would say that you understood what happened. I mean, kind of. Oh, There you okay. go. All right. So, so I, I gain 13 sanity in total to take me okay. up to 25. Nice. If the agents kept loss of life at a minimum, <laughs> that's worth another D6. So We did. We tried. So you there, w- there was a high body count, oh. but you didn't allow this cycle to keep happening. Now I'm I'm gonna say that too many people died in front of you to okay uh, yeah to get that. If they destroy the array's technology to keep something like this from happening again, each agent gains a D4. Oh, so what do you do with D? Because D is still in Esme's bag. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'm not giving her back it back. Do, do you tell Agent Carpenter about D? Um. I don't know if Esme would still have it. I think Cindy might have to take this one because uh, Esme is unconscious. Uh, I don't know. I, or if not unconscious, then, um, you know, sick in the probably, hospital. Probably. Uh, Agent Carpenter says that she will take D with her because she can take it where it needs to go. And she thanks you for uh, turning it in to the uh, group, to the program. Well, I mean, what else were we going to do with it realistically? Yeah. So, now that you've got your 13 Sandy back, uh, Cindy, make a Sandy check. What What's that put you at total right now? 25. 25. Okay. I do not pass that Sandy check. 94 okay. against a 25. So, with that Sandy check, that means that you have a... Tabitha, will you make one for Inspector Hua? Uh, sure. Yeah, a sanity check. Uh, She also gains those bonuses as well. You want me to do the sanity for you? Um, Well, she needs to gain her 2d10s first. Oh, wow, 15. Yeah, have her make a uh, sanity check. Sanity check. Oh, just just barely failed. Okay. Inspector Y gained 15 sanity from this, but still failed her uh, sand check, even though that pushed her up to 74. So both Inspector Hua and Cindy gain bonds with uh, Esme, Cindy, and Inspector Hua, excluding yourself. So I gain a bond with Esme and Hua. So that bond is going to be at your... uh, uh, For each teammate with whom your agent doesn't already have a bond, the failed sand test adds a new individual bond. Write the character's name and the note saying Delta Green next to it. Its value is half your agent's charisma. 
your agent immediately loses 1d4 points from another, from one other non-Delta Green bond of your choice. So I roll a d4? Yes. One. So I lose one bond from something of my choice. Yeah, one point of a bond. Oh, yeah, right. one point from both for both of you guys. Okay. Half our constitution. Half, half your charisma. Your charisma. Charisma, yeah. So that's going to be a five for me. I think the place that it makes most sense for me to lose a bond from uh, one of Esme's bonds would be with her husband, um, because she has just straight up disappeared for kind of a long time and gotten severely hurt. And I'm sure she wouldn't tell him why that happened or what was going on. Yeah. What about Cindy? Who is uh, Cindy suffering? Uh, the the safety driver. So uh, Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, we, yeah. You know, probably like I was gone for a long time, and I was like, I was in the hospital, and he's like, Yeah, you're you're a fucking ass. Um, okay. Feel like that's okay. pro- yeah. I definitely would do that. So. Inspector Hua and Cindy both need to make a sanity check for when they have learned that Esme has passed. All so right. we both we both lose some sanity from that. Yes, you ninety-eight both lose... against twenty-five for me, ninety-five against a seventy-four for a tap. You yeah, you both lose one d six due to helplessness. So put a check mark in helplessness, and oh yeah, you both only lost one though. Okay. Helplessness is oh I see it okay yeah. So what the viol- so just to reiterate what the violence and helplessness check marks do is if you get three of those check marks before you go have a bout of temporary insanity or pass your breaking point, then uh, you become adapted to either violence or helplessness, which means that you will always uh, sick you don't have to roll uh, for sandy checks from those sources. You'll always take the minimum, okay. but but you're gonna lose uh, like your chari- you lose like a D4 charisma, and one of your bonds suffers from it. So uh, there it there's a pro and a con to it because you're just you know like kind of fucked up from all of the things exactly. you've experienced. Okay. everyone jeremy here thanks for joining us again for the 15th episode of the members of queso this was originally gonna be a season break episode for us but with everything that happened we've just kept recording after we had our little bit of a break so we're gonna have more episodes of queso coming up soon Thanks again for listening to us and supporting. Uh, We just recently crossed the 500 download mark for our podcast, so that really means a lot to us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoy what we're doing here, don't forget that you can check out John's website, jonathancush.com, where he has research and film essays. Tabitha has her store on etsy quiet nova studios she's been working hard on that lately putting up a bunch of new images and patterns for the different crocheted cuties that she does so if your proclivity is for the fiber arts definitely check that out and i've got my novel on amazon as well the calling it's a little supernatural sci-fi thriller so i hope you enjoy it I want to give a special shout out to Art Dream, who made this wonderful game, Delta Green. 
as well as Ketza, who made our intro and outro song, Mission Ready. You can find Art Dream at artdream.com, and check out Ketza's Bandcamp. Uh, I know that they would really appreciate it. Art Dream has some new uh, content coming out that I'm really looking forward to. If you have anything that you'd like to talk to us about, you can reach out to us at membersofksell at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, membersofksell. I uh, always love it when we hear from people, talk to people. I'd love it if you drop the line. Well, I'll let you get back to the episode. We'll be seeing you. Some more of the aftermath. Let's talk about Cindy's projection. You projected a lot. I think I projected once. I talked about projecting more, but I think I only did once. I could be wrong. Because in my notes here, I say, Barman is disappointed I skipped town. I projected on mom to withstand burning hand attack. Okay, so I did project twice. Okay. And I also wrote, a, a bad dream made me less sane and broken. I'm about to break. So Everything yeah. you say to me. <laughs> yep. Inspector Wah didn't have any of that. All right. Do you remember what the projection was for the barman i just said he's disappointed that i skipped town because i had to maybe that was maybe that wasn't a sanity projection it was just like i had to lose something because oh, we left early yeah because like you just had to get out of yeah town you wound something. up yeah you had to dig deep to pay for your own ticket here that's right <laughs> dip into your day drinking fund well no that was with frank that was with Frank, but I, I didn't do a projection thing. Um, yeah. This barman skip town thing. This could have been from a while back. Uh, no, because that that I, I remember that that ha- that was something that you projected this time around, but it was I don't know. I I don't remember right now, unfortunately. I definitely want to have a home scene with your mom to talk about how you lost that bond point right there. Uh, so probably like after you get out of the hospital, your mom's been, you know, there trying to help nurse you through and like being kind of unsuccessful at it. You know, she's probably, you know, a little bit shaky and at nights like you'll wake up and she won't be there and you'll find her in the next morning with alcohol on her breath. But she insists after you get out of the hospital that y'all go on the shopping trip that you said that you would make up to with her. Okay. Yeah. Well, Cindy Lulu, I'm glad you're finally out of the hospital. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, so so what's been going on? You've been traveling a lot for work lately. Well, I mean, I do work. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm transportation is part of my job, you know. So. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I just worry sometimes because, like, I didn't even know that you were in Chicago when all of this happened. Well, you worry when I tell you, you know, before I go places. So sometimes I just don't. Yeah, well, I really wish that you would say something. I mean... Because she's definitely not worried now. That worked. Okay. I mean, I can try. I'll try. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, here let's let's uh let's go. Let's do some shopping and then some drinking. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking booze hound. 
All right, end scene. I don't know. Yeah. So we also need to talk about this this order that you got. Did you get you got two disorders this time, right? Uh, you passed your breaking point twice, right? Uh, I did go past my breaking point twice, and then yes. I have a to be determined disorder. I listen to computer interpretations audio. Uh, and then nope. also, uh, you passed it again when you had a bad dream. Because that was when y'all were uh, trying to sleep through everything. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So Which you decided was I, not an appropriate solution to the problem. But, you know. Yeah. I really think that the disorder caused by that should be insomnia. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Okay. The insomnia is going to replace one of your motivations. Okay. Uh, motivations are where on my sheet. So your motivations are discovery, learning about extraterrestrial life, and robot rights supporter. Okay. So instead of one of those things, I now stay up at night. Yes. So how amnesia works, or not amnesia, how uh, sleeplessness works, yeah. uh, insomnia, is if you ever lose sanity you have to make a sanity check when the next time you try to go to sleep. And if you fail it, you are unable to go to sleep and become exhausted, which gives you like a minus 20 to all of your skill rolls. Right, so if I lose sanity, the next... I, I, I lose sanity again when I go to sleep? Is no, you don't, you don't lose sanity. You just have to make a sanity check to see if you're able to go to sleep. Okay, if I lose sanity... I have to do sand check to see if I successfully sleep. Correct. Okay, gotcha. All right. Should I put my HP at max? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and put your HP and your willpower at max. Great, because I don't think I've ever done that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, um, should Inspector Hua do that? Yes, Inspector Hua can also do that. So for your other disorder that was caused by... The robot rampage in the mine. No, so you gain. Oh, I have to get so, another disorder? Yeah, you passed your breaking point twice. I thought, okay. <laughs> so that one was for the bad dream that made you less sane and broken, and you're about to break. Uh, and then the other one was from the computer, from being exposed to D. Right. Or D exposing you to things that made you more susceptible to the creatures. Right. So, hold on just a second. So you said I lose one of my motivations, right? Yes. Already? Yeah. Well, so you're going to wind up losing two motivations. Two. Because every time you gain a disorder, it removes one of your motivations. So, I mean, clearly a robot rights supporter, Gonzo. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and then uh, I'm probably learning about extraterrestrial life, I'm going to say, I guess. I don't really know what discovery means, but... Well, whatever. you're the one that wrote it. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, well, I, I think that was discovering, you know, what the deal was with this Rampage robot. Yeah. So maybe I don't actually care about that one. Discovery, so I'm in, should I just delete them or, like, put a mark beside them? Yeah, you can just put a mark beside them. That's fine. Yeah, so I still care about learning about extraterrestrial life, I guess. And now I get another like, disorder. You do, like, they're still, like, part of your character. Like, they haven't gone away. Mm -hmm. uh, they just don't act as motivations for your character anymore. Right, okay. So, uh, can, one, can my other disorder be, like, Linkin Park's always in my head? <laughs> <laughs> goes along with the insomnia right 
Well, uh, that would make it harder to sleep. Let's uh, talk about some uh, some of that. So that was. Ooh, what about megalomania? That's fun. Okay, what what effect does that have? Uh, what does it mean to look upon the face of a dead god and live? Some see themselves as messiah figures. Others realize this elevated perspective exempts them from ordinary morality. When this disorder is triggered, it makes your agent impossible to interact with. All uses of charisma, bureaucracy, disguise, persuade, and psychotherapy fail, as every doubt about your agent's superiority fills him or her with indignation. Maybe not so much. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, it's okay. Let's, but... let's think about like what caused this was being exposed to the unnatural by D. So mm-hmm. maybe it's some sort of disorder that has to do with computers. Like maybe you are you've developed some sort of computer obsession or fear. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought initially it would probably be, like, fear of computers or, I don't know, maybe it's, I want to, like, control computers or something. Like, like want them to be subjugated to me, so, like, I'm the anti-robot rights supporter now. <laughs> um. So, what if, and this would be a little bit of backpedaling, but what if you, Cindy, be, uh, be, had a totemic compulsion that caused her her to fixate on D. Or maybe, no, I don't like that so much. When I look up totemic compulsion, the only thing that comes up is Delta Green stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So... It, I mean, it's fictional. I don't know what that means, but apparently it's a Delta Green thing. It's, yeah, it's it's not a real thing, but they just use it for game stuff. Okay, uh, so, like, why don't we just put totemic compulsion computers, and if you are... So does this have to do with when well, I interact with computers, there's something? No, uh, I don't like this. I, uh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work for this idea. Because uh, totemic compulsion isn't for like a like a category of things. It is for a particular thing. So maybe your totemic compulsion could be for like your D gun or... or your knife or D itself. But that would mean that, like, you think of that as, like, a good luck charm or, like, it's the reason that you were saved, which doesn't make any sense for Mm-mm. how you interacted no. with the, with what happened. So why don't we just put, like, I'll let you decide. Either you are obsessed with computers or you are, uh, you have computer phobia, whatever that would be. I mean, I'd sort of figured it would be computer phobia. Which is great because I'm a computer programmer. Yeah, it's called cyberphobia. <laughs> cyberphobia. Okay. Yeah, is it really? And I work around robots. Like my life's gonna be a nightmare. Like moving forward, obviously. Unless Cindy comes up with a new profession, which I would probably say she would need to with uh with that. Probably. Let's step away from Cindy because we've been with her for a little bit. So, Tabitha, if we were going to continue playing this game, would you want to play as Inspector Hua, or uh, who you know would be pretty easy to uh, add into KSL here at this point, or would you want to play one one of those surviving NPCs like Doctor Black or? Mm-hmm. Jingfei Sang, Karen Henson also survived. Uh, so if you if you wanted to, you could play as uh, Inspector Black or Jingfei Sang. 
because those could also be debriefed and brought into the fold of Delta Green. Or you could come up with a new character. I think, I mean, I've been playing her for the past whatever, so I think I'll just stick with Inspector Hua. Okay. So what what you would need to do then is just come up with a first name and uh, some bonds for... Like, I think there are bonds on there, but mm. uh, you would just need to flesh those out a little bit. So Inspector Wild has a spouse and four children, mm-hmm. uh, an ex-colleague with shared traumatic history, and your parents, as well as the bond with Esme and Cindy. Go ahead, both of you, and remove your bond with Esme as Esme has passed. But I still have a bond with Hua. Correct. Right. Because um, obviously you don't have a bond with, you know, people who are dead. They just disappear out of your brain. You have no feelings about them. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, you can't have a Delta Green <laughs> bond. Like, you're obviously attached, like, just, you don't have to remove it. Just put, like, an X next to it so mm. that we know that that person is no more. But uh, that that is that is that we can do home scenes for both of you where you uh figure out what you're gonna do between missions it's gonna be like a couple of months of downtime between now and the next mission so what is happening with your characters what are your characters doing the personal pursuits handout is what you're gonna want to look at for these so bonds damaged or broken describe how each relationship is deteriorated we did that uh we did the disorders no one had any permanent injuries work oh there was i want to go back to nature i think you gotta try to re- finish reading uh, your uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, so before you decide, one day you are scrolling through your phone's gallery uh, for one reason or another, and you find a picture on there of the Aklo writing that the glowing man had written on the wall. Okay. You remember that you took a picture of this and texted it to Agent Karen. Right. Can I read it? I mean, so you can use this. It's going to be an option for you to, like, study that. Uh, You also took notes on the usernames on the forums of the MLSA message board. So Um, you have all of that. So that is an option if your character wants to do that uh, i would say that you could use that as either stay on the case or study the unnatural depending on which way you wanted to which way you wanted to do it uh yeah maybe maybe i would look into the message boards and 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 the writing or whatever to stay on the case i guess mm-hmm. yeah okay so for stay on the case for you at home the agent can spend nights and weekends poring over an old operations evidence and case files this reduces one bond other than a bond for Delta Green by one as the agent lets other responsibilities lapse. The handler oh. secretly rolls criminology or a cult for the agent. Which one of those do you want to do? Hold on. Frank's dropping like a rock here, so Kay. dropping his bond down to five. You said criminology or the occult? A those criminology are... or occult. Uh, they're the same for me, so I don't have a preference. Um, do I roll them or you roll them? I would roll it secretly. Okay, so you you can do that, I guess. Either. Um, oh, well, oops. But it looks like that was supposed, public. Yeah, it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be public. Oops. Uh, well, you can roll it again if I failed. Yeah, why don't you why don't you roll that one again, Jeremy? It's like you're supposed to. <laughs> so it says success means the agent uncovers some pertinent clue. 
Um, failure means the agent finds nothing. A fumble means the agent thinks they found a valuable clue, but it will turn out to be wrong. Either way, the agent gains 1d6 minus 3 sanity in coming to terms with what happened or in obsessing over it self-destructively if the roll means a loss of sanity. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d6. Ooh, so I lose 2 sanity. Oh, yikes. Super. Okay. Okay, so I learned something or I don't, but I don't know what, what you rolled. Uh, correct. All right, so following up on the user boards at the... All, like, as you're following the clues that you left for yourself and look further into the uh, uh, happenings at the community center, you come across the fact that each of the people who died in that... In, who died there at the community center they had recorded the audio and made those packages and they were mailing them them off to themselves which i don't think that y'all had figured out before you piece that together with the fact that the packages kept trying to return to the mail chute and you realize that though it made a kind of self-repeating cycle that these packages were going to make it to they recorded their own packages to themselves and it made a kind of a paradox if you think about it too long but it's also like a self-contained sort of thing okay like it did so they um they had to send the packages to themselves because they already had sent the packages to themselves Mm, cool and that's either true false or misleading (laughs) that's the possibilities based on your role right correct you you feel confident that that is what happened okay okay what is as or Inspector Hua gonna do? Esme is gonna molder, but what is Inspector Hua gonna do? Esme is decomposing. I think Inspector Hua is going to... So, sorry, I realized I, I, I made a mistake here. So, uh, assuming that Jeremy and I both understood the personal pursuits thing correctly, when I stay on the case, I either find nothing, which is a failure, find mm-hmm. something, or find something and it's misleading. So I found something. So it's either right or if uh, Jeremy fumbled, it's misleading. Sorry. So... Yeah. <laughs> Just so we're all clear on that. Yeah. Um, it's not that it's... It, it can't be wrong. It's either true or misleading. So. And this is Jeremy we're gotcha. talking about, so... Uh, and So it is either true or wrong. you think right. it's true. But yeah, if, yeah, but a failure, which is very likely, would have led to nothing. Me finding nothing. And you wound up losing sand from that roll? I did lose sand from that roll. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Because it's super freaky. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. So what was... Inspector Wah doing? So Inspector Wah is going to focus on her family. She's going to go home and she's going to just spend a little extra quality time with her children and with her husband and just try to rebuild those bonds a little bit. Uh, She's been pretty badly shaken up by these events, so she wants to make sure that, that they know that she loves them and everything there. Okay. So also going to lots of therapy. <laughs> okay. So are you going to tell the truth? I will tell a version of the truth. Okay. So a very heavily modified, of course, because um, if I told the entire truth, I would probably get committed. And that's not my goal here. 
Okay. But, I mean, the the thing that happened at the hospital did, in fact, happen. I'm sure it made the news. And so, like, something definitely happened. And it was definitely, obviously, yeah. um, not great to experience. So, the cover story was that there was a lone wolf terrorist who who had a grudge against someone here at the hospital and attacked it lone wolf terrorist like why is that the cover story i mean i know it's you know in the news all the time so it's believable but like the kind of damage done to the roof would not be caused by a gun like i would and i mean i'm not in charge of cover stories but i would say it was like an airplane crash or but then where was the airplane? It was destroyed. It crashed into a hospital. Well, th- where was the airplane's wreckage? Well, scrapped very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It was scrapped. In serious note, though, um, I mean, Delta Green probably has been able to, like, manipulate the news before or, you know, do do an extensive cover-up story. And how many people do you know who have, you know, been in a plane crash that crashed into a building? Okay, yeah, well, we can go with that cover-up instead if you want to go with that one. I just feel like it's less boring, you know? Yeah. Anyways, so she recounts some approved version of that to her therapist and how traumatizing it was and all of that kind of thing. All right. Well, she should make a luck roll then. Oh, why? Come on, I'm so cursed. Well, maybe maybe Esme was the one with bad luck. Hey, there you go. Nice. All, all right. So the agent regains 1d4 sand okay. up to your pal times five. Oh, so you're actually over your pal times five right now. <laughs> I am excessively sane. Since you gained so much sanity at the end of the uh, investigation. Do you want to do something different then? Uh, do you, um, well, do you think I should? Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I would have told you if... Mm. Um, well, in that case, I think I'm going to lean harder on the rebuilding uh, bonds with the family members. Um, maybe, I don't know. I guess I could um, take them on, I don't know. Just just kind of strengthen the relationship that I have with them, I guess. Okay. All right. So we'll use that D100 that you already rolled as your sand test, which succeeded. So it will improve your bond by 1D6 up to your charisma. So roll a D6. Okay. Six. Nice. Okay. So what's uh, Hua's... I'm sure that fills you all the way back up. Yes. Right. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about that. What uh, what was Inspector Hua doing with her family? Uh, just I think focusing just on experiences with each other and spending time with each other. You know, taking the kids to the zoo and and to the movies and maybe to a museum or two and uh, making sure to to take a, a few extra special. Uh, date nights with the husband and things like that. Just spending real quality time. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah, your family has really appreciated it, and we'll flesh them all out by the next time that we play. Mm-hmm. But Inspector Wa feels, yeah, uh, and feels uh, very, uh, like, I don't know, like, normally, like, the last time that she uh, had this sort of encounter, it didn't go all that well for her. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, hurt her and her family, but she can feel the bridges rebuilding. So there is a happy end to the story for someone, at least. You no, know, for one person. Cindy, uh, yeah. make a luck roll. <laughs> Luck's just a d100. That's right. Jeremy and his ever-present evil luck rolls. 95 against 100. 
left, so okay. that seems like not lucky. You get a phone call. It's Frank. Hi, Frank. You're, you are still convalescing at home. I'm convalescing, bro. Uh, so you're going to pick up the phone and talk to him? I just did. I did. Okay. Hey, Cindy, I'm sorry to bother you at home. <coughs> yeah? I know, I, know that, uh, I know that you're still getting over whatever is wrong with you, but <laughs> I just thought you should know there was some woman here uh, trying to pull some Uber records, and yeah. uh, I happened to be the one doing it, and, well, after I gave them to her, I took a look at them. Um, <coughs> It was some records from back in, uh, I want to say it was November, uh, of you and this other woman getting an Uber pool together and going to that, uh, you remember when there was that shootout at the, uh, or there was that, uh, not the shootout, the, uh, do you remember when there was Yeah, that, like, the, bio break the or bi whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, sure. So, why why did you go there? And who's Esme Thatcher? I mean, there's good there, there's a good restaurant over there. She's a friend of mine from college, and, and we were going over to, to um, oh, uh, Point Bruges. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I mean, this this uh, lady, she said that she was a reporter. So, um, I don't I don't know why she wanted that info, but I just thought you should get the heads up that she has it now. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for letting me know, Frank. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, thoughtful. Uh, Make a uh, persuade check. I'm not persuading him of anything. Well, you were trying to persuade him that uh, Esme was your friend from college. Uh, well, I guess so. I mean... Uh, I did not... Uh, yeah. So okay, he knows I, that I, you just lied to his face, and he doesn't feel bad about giving her this information. <laughs> uh, so give yourself a check mark for sure. Um, and you go into work, and you are sitting at your desk unnerved by the machine in front of you when your boss uh, calls you into his office again, and you are fired. Okay. Because you took a personal day when you weren't sick, violating a policy, and your name is all over the news for being involved in stealing a uh, ambulance. Okay. Yeah, because a uh, uh, the reporter who was there who did that news blurb finally had the idea to try and pull Uber records to see if anyone was there and. She did it, and she exposed that, but there's no police investigation yet. All right, I, whatever. I, I leave without trouble. You were probably planning on leaving already because of your... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not... Um, it's, it's a relief in some ways. So I will let you make the sanity check at plus 20. Wait, why am I get a sanity check? Oh, because of the news or whatever? Well, because of getting fired. This is also due to helplessness. Hey, I oh, you critically critically succeeded. So yeah, it is no sweat off your back. You are playing on getting out of here anyway. Okay, so make a fuck this player. Uh, make a charisma test for each of your bonds. Okay, I got four bonds. Okay, so it's gonna to... be a minus twenty if the bond is a colleague from the job that you have just lost. Okay, so uh, one of them is Frank. 
Yes. Okay, so this is my parents. That fails. Okay. Alright, so lose a D4 bond from them. Okay, so I lose three bonds for my parents. That goes from a 9 to a 6. They're very disappointed that I've lost this position. Mm -hmm. Alright, then we've got the barman. Uh, fail that one too. So... It's a, you said it was a D4, right? A D4. Uh, so I lose three from that, uh, so he's down to five. Um, safety driver Frank, so... so the, you're going to have a minus 20, so you're going to yep, have to get I a 30 that. or less. Okay. Uh, I, I actually <laughs> succeed that one somehow. The 21 against the 30. Um, so I don't lose anything for Frank? We're, we're no, still... you don't lose anything from Frank. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't begrudge him at all, I guess. Uh, uh, and then with Inspector Hua, I fail too. Um, so a D4. Um, so I lose two bond from there. That goes from a five to a three. Yeah. All right. So your bond's going down. This. Uh, I, so for the barman, it's pretty obvious. You're between jobs right now. You aren't going to the bar as often because you don't have as much cash. So you're not putting the time into your relationship with Chris anymore. Sure. With, yeah. with your parents, you know, maybe you're borrowing some money from them to try and, you know, like, you know, not go through your savings as often. So it's starting to kind of drain on, you know, like... You know, they love you, they'll do whatever you need for them, but now they can't drink as much as they used to be able to. Right, all those free Uber rides are right out the window. Uh, and with Inspector Hua, perhaps, you know, perhaps because of these Delta Green assholes, they're the real reason you lost your job, right? And while Inspector Hua wasn't part of all of that, she is part of the system. Or I think I maybe sort of there's something... her for living uh, when <laughs> they die. Um, yeah, so. that could, I, I think that could also work out. Um, all right, uh, make another luck roll as the prosecution case is brought against you. All right, so I rolled a 57 against 100. Do you have so any So because law? you couldn't kill my character like <laughs> by reducing my health, am I just going to prison and going yep. insane? Is that what's going to happen here? That's that's not what's going to happen. Uh, do you oh. have any law? Do you have any law? Law. Um, I don't to know why I would. The system. Probably have the minimum. I have. Oh, actually, I have eighteen somehow. So if you want to make a law check, success will add a plus twenty or forty with a critical. Failure will cause a minus twenty penalty or a forty with a fumble. Okay. So so I should do make a law check. Yeah, I was supposed to have you do it before you made that luck roll. So if you want, okay. All right, so, so that I, was a thirty, 30 out of eighteen. Yeah. So that would give you that gives you a minus twenty. Jeremy, uh, no. Uh, so a minus twenty to my luck roll that I already failed. Right. So. So why uh, did I have to do the launch? Well, no, the law was happened before. Okay, um, great. If you had succeeded, it would have given you put you over the edge for that. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Cindy is brought to trial for really just for stealing the ambulance. Um, uh, they tried to, there was never any evidence that, uh, well, I guess it would also be like interfering with the investigation, impersonating a federal officer, all of those things. Make a sanity check. Uh, you are convicted or admit guilt in a plea bargain. Which do you think you would do? 
I don't know. Uh, okay, well, I, I did the sanity check. She told me to do that first. Uh, right. I fail it. Okay. So, what do you think, like, like Esme prob or Cindy probably has quite sentence ahead of her and is offered a sweet deal for a bargain if she wishes to do that. Jeremy, I'm, I'm confused. I failed the sanity check. Do I do, yes. do I lose sanity now? Are you asking me to do something that's related to that? So, you're going to lose a D4 sanity for Okay, that let me sanity. go ahead and do that now. Okay. Three. So, I lose three sanity. Okay. okay. Now, That's what is from the thing helplessness, I have to make a So you can give yourself a check mark in helplessness as well. I already have one. Do I put okay. one beside it? Yeah, you'll put one in the check mark beside the box beside it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, do you think you went with the plea bargain, or do you think you're just convicted? Uh, I mean, so uh, I I I feel like I should be scared of Delta Green coming after me if I have to admit their existence or whatever. So, is that part of the plea deal, or is this just like, yes, I admit I stole the ambulance? Like, yeah, I no, was Delta being Green stupid. doesn't have anything to do with this. Okay, then I take the plea deal for sure. Okay. Some strings are pulled and by Delta Green, and you somehow wind up being just on probation and with fines. You, like you probably have to spend like a month in prison. Uh, but prison or jail, Jeremy? Prison. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, make another charisma test for each of your bonds, including Delta Green bonds. Okay. Parents, pass it. Okay. Barman, pass it. <laughs> Safety driver, Frank. Fail it hard. Uh, 95 against a 50. All right, so uh, your bond there drops by D6. Oh, sorry, D6. Okay, so oh, it's yikes. down to one. Um, okay. And now uh, Inspector Hua, uh, charisma check. Fail it too. 95 right. against a 50, roll a D6. Mm -hmm. And it's at negative one. At negative one. Okay, so that means that your bond with Inspector Hua is uh, uh, broken. I assume. I assume yeah, I no longer like have can, it, right? Yeah, just drop it to zero. When a bond deteriorates, uh, bonds often fall apart because of events. Mm -hmm. When a when damage to a bond reduces it to zero, the relationship is damaged beyond repair. Cross it off the sheet. The only way to regain a bond with that character or group is to build it from scratch as if it had never existed. Uh, when you cross a bond off, don't erase it. After all, there's no forgetting a vital relationship that went bad. So yeah, I think that definite is uh, showing up in you being begrudging Inspector Hua's involvement with uh, Delta Green. And Frank, if he hadn't given that reporter the information, uh, then none of this would have happened. I wouldn't have gone to prison. You you were fine losing your job. Prison was the bad thing. Mm. All right, so we have ex-con Cindy and uh, Inspector Hua. <laughs> Who I hate. <laughs> That was, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, that wound up being a really interesting ending to this uh, investigation. Well, you know me. You know me and my talking. Yeah, Jeremy does have an English degree, though. I'm, I'm an English degree, not a talking degree. I mean, technically degree well but shouldn't 
being able to talk good come along with knowing the language? Sprechen Sie English? Oh, Jeremy. Yeah. No, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. 